Hey guys, and welcome to the Self-Development Collective. So in this episode today, we're going to go through five things that drain a relationship. So if you're struggling, if you feel like your relationship could do with a little bit of self-improvement, then definitely listen to these five things. They're really great, super simple, and really great to help us keep self-aware and make different choices in our relationships. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. So these five things that drain a relationship. Now, the drain is an acronym for the five things, so that's a great way to remember them as well. But uh, these are things I got from a book called ACT with Love. Um, Really great book. I've only read just a little bit of it just because, you know, time, baby, things. But nonetheless, I literally came across this part and I was like, this is amazing. So if you want a bit more information, if you want to learn a bit more, then I highly recommend ACT with Love. looks like a great book. I love the idea of ACT, um, which is acceptance commitment therapy really good and this book is for uh, it's not like a therapist book as in it's it's for everyday sort of people who just are looking to improve and and kind of DIY the self-improvement there. So that's a really great book if you're looking for something based on relationships. Um, but let's get into it. So drain, the first thing um, is disconnection. So as we've all experienced when we've had arguments with our partner, disconnection can feel really scary, mainly because we are, like I always say, we are wired to connect. So when we feel as though we're not connecting with our partner, it can be really challenging. Uh, We can jump the gun and really create scenarios in our heads. Um, But usually the disconnection disconnection is that feeling of not being understood, not being heard, um, feeling um, ignored, feeling left out, feeling like we have to deal with things by ourselves. I know for me that the disconnect is something that comes up quite a bit. Um, But usually... What I found, um, especially in my own um, personal development journey, is the self-awareness, the self-awareness that has come with the idea that I have that dismissive attachment style, which I have shifted definitely to secure as I've gone along. But if you find yourself being quite dismissive, I think it's usually common that people with a dismissive attachment style tend to jump the gun on the disconnection. So usually what happens is we've been taught to manage things ourselves. We've been taught to deal with things by ourselves. So it's actually quite easy for us to disconnect. It's usually a coping mechanism, a coping behavior that we have relied on and learned to rely on to be able to self-regulate. So if you find yourself disconnecting quite a bit in relationships, if you find yourself being the person that walks away, that ignores, um, that doesn't acknowledge your partner, then maybe that's something worth looking at and seeing your attachment style and seeing if you are towards that dismissive and just knowing that those behaviors and where they come from, again, just help us to make different choices. Like I know for me, I was re- I used to be really good at giving the silent treatment, which is not something that I'm proud of at all. Um, but again, something that needed a bit of self-work at work. And when I realized why I did it and the the, the way I've learned that coping mechanism, I just learned to understand myself better. And when I felt myself starting to disconnect, withdraw in, in conversations or when something happened, um, that really helped me to make better decisions to really help stop that cause that disconnection that I was creating in my own relationships. So 
Disconnection. Do you find your do you find yourself withdrawing, disconnecting, or do you find your partner doing that? And it's worth having a conversation around that and seeing what causes that, what triggers that for yourself or your partner. Again, so just that you can understand when that comes up for yourself and make different choices. Because the biggest thing that I've learned with healing, um, with trauma, with everything is that you know to heal, not to uh, look to transform and to be able to grow in our journey, we have to be able to connect with ourselves and with others. So it's really important in our relationships that we work on that disconnection, figure out what's causing it and be able to take conscious choices out to, to grow outside of those habits because that disconnection prevents us from growing as a couple as well and prevents us from learning and prevents us from learning how to feel safe in a relationship as well. So that's D for you. Now, the second, uh, the second letter, drain, um, is reactivity. So this is very similar to the disconnect in that sometimes, you know, for me, definitely that habit of disconnecting, of withdrawing was a reaction. So that's where reactivity comes from. Often the biggest challenge that we have in relationships is that we are responding with coping behaviors that we have learned throughout our lives. So when we are having a discussion or an argument, we might not actually be responding based on what is what is happening right there, but responding based on what has happened previously. And that is something that our minds do. So something that's come up for me recently is always that conversation about money, my history around money, especially with my parents, seeing them feeling challenged, you know, my dad had a business that didn't work out. Um, my, we were living on one wage, my mum's wage, and she was definitely stressing about money. And that's something that we saw. So every time I have a conversation with my husband about money, I tend to get quite um, critical. Um, I jump the gun on things. I stress about it. Um, I don't want to talk about it. There goes that. And then we disconnect, right? So that's something. And and this is also something that we'll talk about in the next letter, but I don't want to jump the gun again. So really what you can see there is that I'm not actually responding to him. I'm responding based on things that I have seen previously in my childhood. And that's a challenge. I am not reacting. I'm not responding in that situation. I'm reacting from past experiences. So I am thinking my, my mind is jumping and thinking, oh my God, we've been in this situation before we've seen what's happened. Now, something I've also realized with my work with my uh, counselor is that I actually tend to argue with him the same way I used to see my parents argue about money. So it's really interesting because again, we're taught to handle, connect and manage things based on what we've seen. So I was really using that foundation and that, that example that I saw my parents doing the best that they can, obviously, but stressing nonetheless about money and then really doing the same thing, even though I'm not in the same situation as them, me my husband are in a completely different situation. The challenge is that when we've experienced, you know, the little T traumas, um, when we were younger, it's really not that hard to imagine them happening again. So again, we had struggles around money. So the idea for me of running out of money, of not having enough money, isn't impossible because I've seen it before. So my mind jumps to that when we have discussions, I literally go straight into reaction, automatic pilot. So knowing those things helps us to have a better relationship because it's really important that we know when we're reacting because the challenge is when I am reacting, I'm triggered. So I'm not responding from a calm state. I'm responding from a triggered state. So I might, I tend to be critical, worried, um, 
angry. And then what happens is my partner finds that that reminds him of his own situations and his own experiences in life. He feels criticized and then he jumps the gun and then we end up in an argument. So the argument doesn't actually end up being about money. The argument actually ends up being us both leaning on our coping styles and not seeing the challenges for what they are because we are respond, we are reacting rather than responding. So that's such a key one that I would say, and I would say out of all of them, this is one of the most important outside of disconnecting because, you know, the challenge is that when we constantly react rather than respond, then that disconnection gets stronger and stronger because we don't realize that we're, we're reacting. We don't realize that we're maybe, you know, also triggering our partner. And that's definitely something that I've learned again through my own experience. It's been a lot easier for us to have conversations around money when I've become aware of how I get triggered so that I can communicate to those and prevent the disconnection. And it actually helps us to connect more. So that was our reactivity. Now, the next one is avoidance. So for me, this one goes hand in hand with my attachment style because I tend to avoid hard conversations. Um, And I know that's something that we all do. And the thing that I have found with avoidance is connecting is scary. Now, as a dismissive person, connecting with your loved ones can be even scarier because the way that you became dismissive is that you weren't really acknowledged. Um, Your feelings weren't always considered. And so, you know, and again, that can just be a fact that like my mom was a great mom, but she had so many stresses and my dad did his best. But again, they weren't taught to regulate. They weren't taught how to deal with emotions. And then I think what happened is, you know, when we come forth with ours, they tend to feel like they don't know how to deal with them. And so what happens is, you know, with the dismissiveness, you tend to rely on yourself to control and manage things. Um, You tend to rely on your own company to self-regulate. You don't rely on connection to self-regulate because connection to you is scary. So I found with avoidance, it was really easy for me to avoid hard conversations, pretend that everything was fine. But the challenge with avoidance is that when we, and avoidance can come in many forms. So usually like for me, it's like scrolling Instagram, right? How easy is it to avoid hard conversations or pretend there's nothing going on when you're just scrolling and avoiding things. But it can also happen, you know, we can use alcohol, um, drugs. There's so many ways that we can avoid, even binge watching TV, um, gaming. There's so many ways that we can practice avoiding. And the challenge is that when we avoid, we avoid hard conversations. And those hard conversations are where we learn to connect and where we learn to regulate one another and where we learn to respond rather than react. So you can start to see how they're all sort of like domino effects. Because if we con- consistently disconnect, we can't, we will consistently stay in that, in that cycle of reacting rather than responding. And then what happens is because we keep having the same arguments and ke- we continuously react, we then go to avoid because we want to avoid having those issues altogether. But when we avoid the difficult, we also avoid the, the, the positives that come out of growth and challenges. And that is connection, right? Every time my husband and I jump a hurdle, we feel like we connect better. So even though that hurdle is, let's be honest, really difficult to jump, it's always amazing on the other side because we feel understood and heard. So that's the next one. So that's avoidance. Now, the next one is I, and it's inside our mind. 
Now, for me, that sounds like a lot of narratives around disconnection, leaving, um, things like that. And I think that's just a dismissive way of responding. But inside our mind is usually when we get into assumptions, thoughts, we start to think about previous fights, previous things they've done, previous situations. We really get stuck in our heads and come up with all these narratives about how they're not listening and they don't care. And then we just kind of roll with the punches on that. And we just keep going. So usually when we're inside, inside our mind, it's a bit dangerous right? Because we tend to create these narratives. And I know this has happened for me and my husband when we've had arguments or things. I think, oh, he doesn't care. He, 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 he you know, I don't matter. We, I really get stuck in that. And even though we can sometimes know that's not the truth, when we're stuck in that reactive mode, getting inside, getting stuck inside our, inside our minds is really easy. But again, knowing when we get stuck inside our minds and being able to say, okay, I can hear the narrative. Something that I found really helpful too is going for a walk with one of my best friends. I know when I'm stuck inside my mind, which is something that's happened quite a bit since baby, they've been able to talk me out of it, remind me that this is just a hard time, um, you know, remind me that it's normal. normal. So sometimes inside our mind involves us being able to step out of it in our own time, but also being able to... Um, outside of our relationship with our partner or outside of the relationship that we're referring to, to help us get outside of our mind, to help us get perspective. So that's I, that's so D-R-A-I. And the last one is not sticking with our values or not living by our values. So how does this come into play? So I know the type of person that I want to be in a relationship, but the key things that that I have learned in a relationship is having values for your relationship is really important. Now, this is something that I talk about in an episode about intimacy, and I'll share it below because it's all about creating... Um, a set of like values, a set of sort of like rules or guidelines for your relationship that are really powerful can really help. So what happens is my husband and I have this really strong guideline that we are on the same team and that we always figure things out. So we, those are two guiding values. They guide our actions. So every time we're stuck inside our mind or avoiding, we remind ourselves of, of those values and they are what helps us and motivates us to act differently. So the challenge is when you don't have those values, you tend to go off whatever values you've learned, inherited from other experiences. So learning that, uh, that we're on the, like having that, um, guideline that we're on the same team, honestly, game changer has helped us to continuously work on our relationship and bring ourselves back to each other to again, avoid consistently disconnecting. So if we're really disconnecting and it's like an unhealthy disconnection where we're not figuring things out, that always working out. Um, we always work things out and we've got this. These are the things we say to each other, remind us that we are on the same team and encourages us to work it out. But again, also those values remind us of the way that we want our relationship to be and the type of people that we want to be in those relationships. So usually when we have those values, we're able to look at our actions and then go, okay, am I sticking to my values? Am I being the person that I want to be? Are we creating the relationship that we want to create by behaving or acting this way? And if it's a no, then we readjust, right? Because that's life, a constant readjustment. But without having those values, without sticking to those values, without being aware of what those values are, we can't do that. So a key thing to do is create those guidelines, create those values in your relationship. And if that's something that you're missing, then again, check out the episode that I did just on that, because that alone has been a game changer for myself and my husband. Such a powerful work. Um, something that I got from Stan Tatkin, um, really great work from one of his books. 
um, Wired for Love, which I got recommended by my counselor. So I will share all this in the description, all the things that I've mentioned today, but definitely another thing. Get onto those values, figure out what's important to you guys, and those values will help to redirect your actions when you find that you know the relationship is going south or you can't figure things out. So I hope you like this episode. Now, don't forget to join us in the free online community where I have my free worksheets library. I've created some worksheets on boundaries, um, self-esteem, self-acceptance, um, and they're free for you. So have a look at the at the worksheets library if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, make sure to join us in the community. I post a weekly video there, um, just a little learning that I have, similar to these, like a mini podcast, but only for the community. So I hope to see you there. Otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. You're now listening to the Self Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be.